Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the talk program that focuses on hard-won lessons from battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I'm your host, Michael Brooks, Dan Reyes. What's going on? Yeah. We're here. We, we are here. We are I'm here. I'm excited to be here. All right. Right before Christmas. Merry Christmas, Dan. Thank you. Merry Happy Hanukkah, Mike. Merry Christmas. Shalom. 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 Appreciate that. And Max is here. Oh, yeah. There Glad to be here. All right. Ross McDaniel is a growth marketer. Uh, he's got an interesting history. He's going to share with us. He's here to help you understand how to market your growth. Growth your market. Make your company do better than than it was yesterday. Ross, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, Michael, thanks for having me. Uh, for one, that's the the best intro I've received. Uh, grow better than you did uh, yesterday. Be better than you were the day before. I like it. Um, that's kind of like the most essential form of growth. Yeah. So my my background is um, pretty pretty consistent with what I'm doing today. I've been in uh, digital marketing since you know being a digital marketing agency was a niche. Obviously, that's no longer a thing now. Um, my wife and I. Yeah, you know, we we grew up and live in a small town in the southeast United States, Augusta, Georgia. May have heard of the Masters, uh, and really have planted deep roots here. And so, between that and uh, my time agency side working with companies very big and very small, realized, man, what a great way to impact our local community um, than to take some of those principles and learnings from these enterprise level uh, companies and engagements that we had agency side and apply those to uh, local local growth. So can we help the roofing company, the coffee shop, the uh, family medical practice uh, actually put predictable and profitable growth systems in place? And that's what we exist to do. So you help uh, you help the people that are growing. Do you work with a lot of franchises? You know, we've worked with quite a few. I mean, Crystal on the border to name to name some. Um, you know, a lot of times the the ones the franchises that come across my path today are more in the like home service cleaning space or the pressure washing space, things like that. Dan, Dan, how did you market when you were in the franchise space? You know, we had a um, marketing agency that worked with the franchise, and you know, I was fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to sit on their marketing committee. You know, to see where oh, yeah. they see where we spend our dollars. So uh, it's always interesting, you know, and a lot of handcuffs. A lot of handcuffs. Yep. And they're always trying to sell me on impressions. I'm like, oh, I need yeah, I dollars in my register. That's the only impression I want. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Yeah. It gets, it gets more difficult there. And I think that's why, I mean, you know, when we start looking at a high level, uh, you know, uh, what are we actually measuring? Um, I think reviews are a big one that we look at today. Yeah. Reviews. Um, and, and and I think it's like, whatever you do, it's, is it, is it making your business grow? You know, is it making yeah. you more money? Is it making you more profitable? You know, I always say that is right. the key. That's the lifeline of the business, you know? So whatever the marketing plan is, whatever campaign you have, you know, is it generating revenue, you know, and then it's your job to turn that revenue into profit. The black and the red. That's it. The black and the blue as we, so how political season. How oh, that's true. That's so true. How are you? How are you getting those reviews and surfacing them, and and making sure that you're not uh, making sure that you're qualifying the reviews right away? Because they are, I mean, they're a powerful tool. I just ordered some chocolate from a company. Um, uh, the gal I'm dating likes chocolate. It keeps her from strangling me. 
And so I just have some all the time and it's really good chocolate. And they like kind of screwed up in order. We live here in Puerto Rico and I put the United States, but I put Puerto Rico as the state and that like screwed it up with DHL, whatever. Long story short, um, they, they reached out to me, said, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to send you some macaroons and, uh, sorry for your order being late. I said, no problem. So the macaroons got here. The other, the chocolate didn't, but I spent a lot of money on the chocolate and I'm like, Hey, I didn't get this. Hey, I didn't get this. And then they're like, oh, here's your confirmation. So they kept sending me the confirmation of the macaroons. I think they just put AI in place. And I'm like, look, you're going to have to actually use your words here. I need a human. And then it was just same really nice, you know, soft AI message. So I started sending them back links to all the negative reviews. I'm all, here's two for today. I'll see you tomorrow. And then all of a sudden I get a call from the owner. Well, let's go. <laughs> so they, yeah. So they said the other box is on its way. It got stuck in uh, Alabama, but we're 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 uh, we're sending you another box to a complimentary. Please take down those reviews. The power of these things, the the unmitigated power. I mean, you to take like how many good reviews do you need to offset a bad reviews? It's not mm. ten to one. Right, twenty to one. I think back in the day, yeah. twenty to one. Maybe yeah, Dan's right. That's the metric and, we use. And yeah. people are so much more motivated to say something negative than they are something positive. So how are you pulling out these, these great reviews from people and surfacing them? Yeah. Well, I think you hit it um, just with that last little segment there is, I mean, the people that are going to leave you reviews unsolicited, no matter what, are the people with negative experiences and you don't ever, ever, ever want to. I did change them all the positive reviews. That's great. Once they took care of my problem. Conversion. I I said, thanks for taking care of it. I'm going to make them all five-star reviews. That's it. Well, you're an exceptional customer and exceptional means just that, like not the norm and and above average. And so I think for, for most folks that, that review girlfriend likes the chocolate. That's right. It helps in very difficult times. Well, nobody's, most people aren't going to go back and change the review. So you have to do it, Dan said, and you have to offset it. And if the people that are going to give you reviews unsolicited are the ones that are leaving negatives, well, that means you have to go solicit the positives. And we're never recommending for people to like filter the reviews or delete or whatever else. I mean, we we want everybody to have an opportunity to review our businesses because it then provides us an opportunity to say, well, yes, you guys didn't enjoy it. Here's how we handled it. But also here's all the people that did love us and here's how we handle that. And so, I mean... When it comes to review response rates, uh, review management systems, I mean, we're using different tools and automations and whatever else, but really what we're focused on is the review response rate, the four and five star response rate, um, and then also looking at the the two and below response rate. And a, and a negative review could be an opportunity, right? I mean, Thank 100%. To bring that to your attention and, hey, this is how we fix your issue. If you have been in business for longer than a couple of years, you've gotten a negative review, hands down. I mean, you just, you have every company, the best companies in the world have negative reviews. So, so how we, are you, how are you keep advising people to surface these good reviews? How are you advising them to build their business, their local businesses better? Yeah. I mean, the, the number one piece of free advice I give to folks is just go ask for the review. That's as simple and elementary as having an email template set up where you go to your customer list and send a great email that says, hey, hope you enjoyed enjoyed our, our services. Reviews mean mean a lot to us. Here's a link. Leave one. 
all the way up to super complex systems where we've actually got automation sequences in place. Every time somebody engages with you, they're getting, you know, four touch points in a text. And we're saying, hey, this sequence at this time with this subject line worked better than the other. Um, we're just, it, it is different for everybody. You know, you see some consistencies in, in industry, but other than that, it's, it's pretty different. Wow. Um, so can you tell us like a success story, how you turned someone that was a fledgling business into a predictive marketing machine? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our local growth formula really consists of four key ingredients, right? We've got visibility, competency, social proof, and referral. If you've got those four in place, you're going to crush it. Visibility is, of course, you know, uh, are you visible to your target customer when and where they need your services? Uh, social proof. Um, or competency, ingredient number two, are you as good or better than the competition? Um, sometimes just like having better visibility can give you competency, right? Like you you do have uh, more of the public's eye and attention. The third ingredient would be social proof. I mean, are people, when they enjoy your experiences, are they leaving you positive reviews? Most often this looks like a Google review, right? And then the last ingredient is going to be referral. I mean, are we effective at monetizing our customer base even beyond the first first value exchange. And so one of the, one of the great success stories we've had is we've got this roofing company, you know, they have been okay at roofs, right? They've been, they've been okay at roofs. Uh, they've been out there, they've done a couple of commercial jobs. They've done a dozen, you know, residential jobs and man, um, it's just the wild west on the back end, right? Like there's no systems, um, no, it's just one guy that knows how to sell and he's got a crew that's reliable. So, what Finspost does is we come in and we say, hey, you know, how do we make you more predictable? Um, how do we make you more profitable? Well, for one, we're going to establish some sort of inbound marketing system that's going to help you hire three sales guys. Um, Google ads, Facebook ads did it. Boom, done. Second thing, competency. We've got to have an admin person. Let's go ahead and get somebody answering the phones for you because you're not doing it well. Boom, done. Get that in place. Start recording calls. Start increasing the um percentage of closes on inbound leads. Great. Social proof. Uh, this is the big one. Uh, we went in and actually used a tool that we love called nice job and help this roofing company automate their reviews. So, um, with the increased visibility, the increased sales, all of a sudden they're getting more opportunities for customers to leave these reviews before they were only getting negative reviews from like the dozen or so customers they'd had. Right. Um, and not only, but maybe three or four negatives out of the, the customers that they've had and nobody's leaving positive stuff. So we got to change that. That's when we think started seeing things really scale. Um, we're still actually working on the referral, but um, this particular company went from 600 K in revenue with those handful of jobs in that, that first year to now they're doing just over 2.8, um, which is awesome. Hey, that's Speaking. a massive jump. That's a massive yeah. jump. And, and a lot of times people overlook the local, the local company that needs help and support. How do you scale yeah. that from being a from being a local marketing? How do you scale your business? Yeah, for for Finspost, I mean, scale to us really just looks like putting our system and our formula in place for um, companies all over. I think we're still trying to figure out like, is that capped at you know a managed service uh, that we're only taking on you know twenty five clients, fifty clients, whatever that is, or does it become like, hey, we're going to actually hire more account reps. We're going to hire more ads managers. We're going to hire more people that know our local growth formula. I think for me, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, you know, right now it's still manageable and 
yeah, scale is something that I think will will come uh, when when we have to answer that question. Right now, we don't. Well, if somebody wants to find you and they they want uh, your help, how how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, head on over to fencepost, F-E-N-C-E-P-O-S-T dot C-O, fencepost.co, and uh, ask for an assessment. Uh, that's one of the ways that we can provide some pretty quick free value. At the end of that assessment, you'll come away with uh, getting to see my my mean mug, uh, walk through your, your online presence, and uh, have some real tangible things that you can do today for free uh, without ever paying anybody a dime. Very cool. Head on over to fencepost. .co. We'll throw that in the uh, show notes. Get yourself a free assessment. Hang out with my buddy Ross here. Uh, Ross, we appreciate you being a part of the program. Thanks for being on the Scaling Edge. Michael we Dan, thanks you. so much. You got it. And don't forget Max. Oh, Max. Sorry, man. You've been in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. He's there making this all happen. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> thanks, man. Talk to you soon, Ross. Cheers. All right. I'll see you soon.